everyone, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Joy of Junk Journals, the Paper Outpost podcast. Yes! Have you ever found yourself swimming through a sea of craft supplies? Yes, you know what I mean, like, not even just supplies, how about ideas, how about, um, there just seems to be this sea of things that seems to swirl around in the realm of a crafter. Uh, We have so many things that we can play with. We have so many ideas in our heads. Um, It's almost like a world of abundance uh, at our fingertips. Well, maybe not always. Maybe there are some times where we feel a little bit like we're in the middle of a desert and an idea will not come through no matter what we do and we don't even know where to start. That does happen. But let's talk about the times where we feel like there's there's so much around us. Um, this can happen quickly as a lot of us have, uh, shall we say, cluttered or um, maybe even phrase hoarded collections of craft supplies because you just never know when you're want- going to want to rug hook at 2 a.m. You know what I mean? It could happen. So you have the supplies ready and on hand and you could just go for it. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm kind of taking a little... Uh, flashback journey through um, what my little crafting experiences were as I went through life. I think uh, way back when in the beginning it was uh, the Y, the YWCA in our town, our little town in Canada had craft classes for kids and uh, me being an only child and both of my parents working, um, I think that was an easy place to drop the kid off in the uh, on a Saturday afternoon to occupy the kids so that um, you know the parents could relax a little bit. <laughs> Actually, they worked Saturdays, so uh, um, yeah, that was something to do, and I, I loved it. I mean, we made leather wallets, we made um, you know anything. Mac, I mean, macaroni necklaces. You know, I mean, you name it, we made it. And um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, then the next foray was into art classes in school. And I mean little grammar school, elementary school. Um, And uh, there was, you know, um, there were the kids that were really good at art. And then there was me. And, um, uh, you know, it was kind of felt that art... You had to be born with the the artist gene, and if you weren't born with it, then you were just regular, you know, segregated over into the well. You better you better be good at science or something category, <laughs> you know, or uh, something else because uh, art is not for you. And um, so, um, but there were some really good artists. I remember in my um, in my my uh, little tiny grammar elementary school, there was this one little boy named Michael, and he could just make everything look like it was supposed to look when he put, you know, paint to paper. And it just, when he painted a bird, it looked like a bird. The rest of us, it didn't look anything like a bird. And um, uh, so I just thought that's the way it was. And I kind of went off in my life and on my journey um, thinking that art was for other people. And uh, it wasn't until later in life where I started to understand that art can be very uh, relaxing and therapeutic and can help you unwind. And um, it's just a form of expression and a form of uh, experience. And you don't really have to judge the quality of your art to have enjoyment from it. And you don't have to get all caught up in what others think of it and, and is it good enough and all of that. You can just create art for the sake of creating art and nothing more. And there's 
intense beauty in that. And But along with that revelation comes the, oh, let's try this, let's try that, let's try knitting, let's try mosaic, let's try soap making, you know, you name it. Um, let's try jewelry making. Um, you know, so a lot of fun uh, dabblings uh, came along the way, as I'm sure many different things do for folks. And, um, um, you know, along with that process, we tend to collect our little hordes. And uh, she called them tenderly. And uh, I, maybe you've gone through this where, you know, you've, you've, you've collected some wondrous craft supplies for a while and they're building up in a little stash place that you have and you're using them and everything is great. And then something comes along in life and changes everything. And next thing you know, you're not really doing that craft anymore. Maybe you're off doing, you're working out or you're gotten into a business or you're running down some career path or you're having 10 babies and there's just no time for it. Um, but then life comes along again. And well, first of all, life will come along and say, hey, you've got all this craft stuff in the closet, but you need the room because you had those babies or your mother-in-law is moving in or, you know, who knows what the circumstance is, but you need that closet space back and you haven't crafted in a while. So next thing you know, it's garage sale time. Yep. Or it's donation day time. And you've decided to clean out that closet and off goes all those wildly dreams in a box uh, to the end of the driveway to be sold or off to the goodwill to be donated. And uh, there it goes. And then things kind of settle down for a while. Um, and then something goes on again in life. And next thing you know, you're kind of feeling the desire to dive into some form of creativity. You're not sure what, and you're starting to try a few different things on for size. Maybe you've played with polymer clay, you know? You know what I mean? Polymer clay? <laughs> and uh, you realize that's a lot harder than you thought it was because it seemed pretty easy when it was just called plasticine in kindergarten. But it became polymer clay, and you, you did things with it um, that were beyond the scope of your understanding. Um, it became complicated. So there were a few crafts that... Um, uh, I do remember embarking on that basically just overwhelmed me. Um, you know, I would think one of them was even paint by numbers because it was very difficult to, because uh, when you started to paint, if you accidentally overpainted one of the numbers with your paint, your current number, it was gone. There it was, gone forever. You never knew it was supposed to be yellow or blue. So, you know, you might have made your rabbit with a uh, blue ear by accident. It happens, it happens. And, uh, so there you go. You've now you've got this collection starting again, and it's what I call the the oddball crafts. You know, like the things you're trying, and you you don't really know how to do it. And maybe you bought a box, and you're trying to figure out how to do it from the instructions. And this was, of course, before YouTube, when everything became so much easier, where you could actually see somebody do it right before your eyes. Uh, so you're trying to figure out how to follow the stitches in a knitting pattern, and you know. That one, I'm just sorry, there's just, that would never come together for me. I sat there and looked at, at that 100,000 times over and I thought, you know, when does it become fun? When because because looking at that pattern thing, that hurts your eyes after a while. Am I am I right? Am I right here? Um, <laughs> so uh, and then you know, don't get me started on needlepoint and embroidery. Okay, those that is for the world of people who have amazing microscopic vision, and um, they have incredible 
um, I even want to call it beautiful OCD because they are perfectionists where they get every little needle point to go through every little spot it's actually supposed to go through. Not sort of close because you can't even be sort of close in needle point. Have you tried that? I've tried that. I've tried to do, you know, the, the, the little farmhouse, you know, with trees around it. And if you're not exact, your farmhouse looks like uh, a hurricane came through and it's going to topple over. So it's very... It's a very interesting journey down the crafting path. And and gosh, if you walk into a Hobby Lobby or a Michaels when you're in the mindset of, I need to try something new, and you you look around gobsmacked going, oh my God, there's a million and one things I could do and I don't even know where to start. I mean, you go down the little, you know, how about, you remember the bejeweler? I think bejeweled or bedazzler or something like that. Remember we were putting rhinestones on everything? Um, you know, it was crazy. It was crazy. We had beaded je- uh, jean jackets and purses and belts and, you know, you name it, your bathrobe had <laughs> was bedazzled before you knew it. And uh, um, so it's a kind of a funny thing when you think about it. Um, and, and one place to really have a natural reflection of this is when you go to a garage sale because you see somebody else in the throes of extricating the, the horde and you can see what walks of li- what what paths that they went down in life where did they go with their crafty endeavors um, and sometimes you'll find some finished project pro- projects and they're beautiful and sometimes they're not so beautiful but you can see um, their journey and I think I always get such a kick out of that because I laugh and I giggle to myself oh oh yeah been there been there tried that yep that didn't work for me either <laughs> and uh, uh, I remember it was um, uh, I think it was jewelry making where I had made jewelry when I was a teenager and then I made jewelry later on in life mm. trying to remember how old I was but um, it uh, it's that's when I had my first exposure to YouTube and somebody actually teaching me how to make a necklace the right way. Um, not following packaging, but actually just seeing somebody do it. And I was able to freeze it and rewind it and then watch it again over and over where the little part I needed help with, uh, that just changed everything. And I think maybe um, that kind of, re- that released a lot of, um, information all over the world and it happened very quickly where all of a sudden we could teach each other and um, uh, I always thought that was a fascinating thing where we could just show these little if you just had somebody who was right there who could just tell you what do I do right at this point where where, what do I do right there right there right there and then poof you could be off and running again you just needed that sunshine you have developed a bark you have developed come here come here that's my little dog sunshine who is just learning to bark he's nine months old you're saying hello to everybody? Yeah? Or you're saying hello to uh, Mr. Amazon who may have dropped something off at the front door. I think that's what it might have been, eh? Little guy? Okay, back to sleep. Are you a good boy? Holly, the African Grey is very quiet this afternoon. He's just having a snooze. Actually, all the birds are. Everybody's having a little little afternoon snooze on this lovely Thursday. And uh, so, yeah, so the collections... As we know, they grow and then either they they force us out of house and home because they can do that, let's face it. Uh, And then sometimes we go through life and we release them to the universe and let somebody else have a run at that craft for a while. And uh, how about making your own handprint 
um, footstones, you know, those things, uh, the, I can't think of the word, um, <laughs> yeah, patio stones, you know, uh, those type things, and you just put your hand in it, or your kid's hand in it, and hopefully you remember to take it out, um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was a fun thing for a while, um, uh, I got into making, um, little bird feeders out of common objects, like, first I started, I think, with a milk carton, you know, basic, very basic, and I uh, just sort of branched from there and I have this uh, nice pine tree that sits outside the kitchen window and um, it's kind of nice because you can see the little birdies come along and check it out and then of course the next day the thing is on the ground and the squirrels have gotten all the stuff and uh, that was over Um, but it was it was fun it was fun and and you know what like you get so excited because you just want to save every milk carton ever known and it's like with journal making you want to save every cereal box ever known and uh, it was kind of funny because um um, we haven't been eating a lot of cereal around here for years because of the big, you know, don't eat carbs thing. And um, the other day I, I uh, treated myself. I bought a box of cereal and I felt so good, like a little kid hiding their box of cereal from nobody because it's only me and my husband here and he, he knows I had the cereal. <laughs> but um, it was awesome because... Uh, all of a sudden, I had another craft supply, and I actually have it sitting on my my uh, craft desk, my uh, my table, because um, I'm thinking I got to make something out of this just for old time's sake. Because you know this doesn't come along every day anymore. Before it used to be a common you know thing. Everybody had tons and tons of cereal boxes. Um, but uh, anyway, you know life changes and things go on, and you know we try these little things on for size. And um, but every once in a while, you'll settle into a craft that really speaks to you. And, um, uh, like, you know how you've seen people really get into knitting or really get into sewing or really get into quilting or really get into, you know, whatever it is. And they're just so into it. And they, you know, and, um, I kind of feel that way about junk journals. It's just, I don't know. There's just this feeling about making a book and it doesn't matter whether it's a big book or a little book or, you know, another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No, it just, it doesn't matter. It's just, there's so many uses for books and you can tailor them any way you like. Um, you know, you can make them just for jotting down notes or you could make them for as diaries or planners or uh, logging your life or make a tome on some type of information, something very um, important for you to catalog and um, organize and, and uh, you know, document. I mean, you could do them themed on Harry Potter or movies or other uh, classic books. I mean, there's just so uh, there's there's no end in sight to the way you can use these. Um, um, are they glorified scrapbooks? They can be. Um, uh, uh, and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a scrapbook. I mean, a scrapbook uh, definitely. I mean, was a huge, huge 
uh, trend in uh, crafting. And uh, it's calming it down a little bit. And I think a, a subsection of the folks who were scrapbooking morphed into junk journal makers. Um, I think they started to think, hey, I'm putting all this stuff in the book. Why don't I just make the book? And um, not much of a stretch of the imagination. Uh, and then um, it also, it, it, I don't know, it, it kind of took a spin from logging our lives in a way to logging whatever we want. You know, it didn't have to necessarily be our kids from birth to when they finally moved out of the house. Um, you know, it all of a sudden could take on these other energies, these other, you know, passions of ours. And it was condoned. <laughs> Apparently it was condoned all over the world where people started to do this crazy thing called making junk journals um, or whatever you call them. doesn't matter. Um, but the fun is, you know, hey, who, you know, if we're very, on well, if I'm very honest with myself, I would say, oh, this unleashes the, the craft supply hoarding animal in me because, as we know, everything can go into a junk journal as long as you flatten it out enough. And uh, um, that means that, you know, everything you come across is a possibility. And one mere left-hand turn into Hobby Lobby and you're coming out with a shopping cart full of everything that can possibly go into a junk journal. And, uh, and that's how it all begins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and it's a glorious journey. And I'm so excited so many people are, are going on this journey. There's so much fun to be had for everyone. And uh, um, there's fun in the joy of making it and there's fun in the struggle of making it. And then it's feeling how you're working through the little things where you get stuck and then you come out on the other side and all of a sudden there's a aha or oh I get it or oh I why don't I just do it this way this way works it's so easy or hey I want to do it super fancy and I'd love to do the fancy way so let me try that and oh my gosh I was just successful at doing the uh you know Czechoslovakian triple Lutz Coptic stitch, you know, there's no such thing, but I just was tossing it out there as you know how it goes. There can be very complicated ways of making books, and there can be very simple ways of making books, but everybody can make a book <clears throat> in some way, shape, or form. And there's something about a book. There's inherent value in a book. Um, it's a perceived value that it, it, it is precious in some way, shape, or form. So whether you're of the cloth that tears up books to make books, or you just simply make books out of stuff that's already there, it's all good because everything becomes a book in our world, or, or part of a book, or a notebook that slipped into a book. Um, you know, you name it, we'll make a book out of it. And, uh, um, you know, as the legend goes, uh, there's peace and passion in the papers. So keep exploring, yeah, keep digging, and uh, keep having fun. And as you cycle through your craft supply, mini hoard, big hoard, little hoard, gonna give it to your sister, daughter, uncle, uh, cousin one day, or you're gonna accept a nice pile of uh, uh, donated uh, craft supplies because your, si your sister, uncle, cousin finally got out the, of the craft that they're doing at the moment. Woodworking, how about that one? Anybody ended up with burnt fingers? Remember the hot glue guns? Probably a lot of us still use the hot glue guns. I always burnt my fingers like crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, there's fun in those papers and there's lots of fun to be had. So I hope you guys are having an absolutely fabulous day no matter what you're doing. I'm totally thrilled that you're hanging out here, hanging out with me and Sunny and just talking paper stuff, talking crafty stuff, and we're going on our day. 
So everybody be well and we will be coming back at you soon. If it is still April, so this is a great month to sign up for the free monthly emailed newsletter because along with all the great stuff that's already in there, there's an extra little special something. So you might want to check it out. And uh, so take care everybody and we wish you all the best. Big hugs from us to you and we'll see you back soon or we're going to be talking with you soon. Take care everyone. Bye-bye.